0: Oh, my God. It's all happening.
1: Ugh, we're finally back together. Wait, I hold you. on.
0: Wait, I missed you the fuckest. Hold on. Let me put the sheet over. I need to put the mechitsa <laughs> above me. Hold on. The, every time I do this, every time I put a cover over my head to have a conversation with you, it reminds me, and correct me if I'm wrong or if you know anything about this, but there was some guy... Could it have possibly been Briat Severin who said that there was this one kind of bird that you had to eat, and in order to enjoy it to its utmost, to its fullest, you had to eat it with a shroud over you so that you could contain all of the odors and all of the deliciosity?
1: Do you know anything about that?
0: I know that I'm not making that up. That is not something that would come from the mind of JBC. I know for certain.
1: I'm sure that you didn't make that up, but that just. That's it sounds cuckoo bananas. It's <laughs> <for him. laughs> like, what was was he eating? Poe's raven? It what was a was tiny. A it raven? was. I
0: yeah. I mean, it's possible that it, it. It's very possible that it was like an owl or some food what? that he should not have been eating. Don't no, I don't think so.
1: Eat an owl. I, I'm
0: sure that it wasn't. But it and I. I know that he said something about their, like tiny little bones that you can crunch. There's a whole it's a whole if you will it's a whole experience a whole dining experience yeah. does that sound familiar to you at all
1: no it just sounds fucked up
0: you know what else is fucked up <laughs> the fact that we haven't recorded a session in about oh uh, my
1: god 12 a 12 fortnights
0: exactly
1: oh my gosh listen you guys uh, we have no real explanation except for the fact that like this podcast doesn't pay us and other things do <laughs> And the other and well, things that do pay us just, you know, like a little bit got in the way. What am I going to They're tell Time you?
0: consuming. There are also things that don't pay us that are, you know, co- time consuming as well, like childcare, et cetera, child et cetera. Childcare,
1: families. No, that's true. So, that's true. But, but I would listen, like to say
0: I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry too. It was an unexpected hiatus. We didn't like it either. We missed each other and we missed didn't mean to leave and you. We missed we
0: we really did and i we did not mean to leave you out in the wilderness our but three avid listeners th- three um, can we give our three listeners a shout out uh, because nita nita for sure is our number one fan and god bless her she yes. that bitch will text me and say i am making a cake with some made out of oh my of- god She made a ketchup
1: kit. No, she She made. made, Oh no, she made. She made a tomato soup
0: cake. cake. So gross.
1: I don't believe she loved it. it. I know, and I don't believe her. Loyal listener or not, gross. I'm too (laughs) scarred by. I'm too scarred by ketchup pie to believe that tomato soup cake is okay. That's what I'm gonna say about that.
0: You know, I didn't get away scot-free there with my ketchup carnival, my ketchup carnival cream. I recall,
1: let's revisit sometime that episode and recall that you you were like, this is not that bad.
0: (laughs) I feel like I probably shut through a screen door not two hours later, though. Mm. But yeah, you're Mm. probably right. All right.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I made you eat that.
0: But now we're moving on to bigger and better things. Prune thing. So... (laughs) You did make me eat that. That there devil, was... devil's Oh, God. Ugh. The Sorry. thing that, ta- that tasted so squishy, yeah, like a little sponge, and yet also the flavor was of a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> we... I don't really need to address tastes of yesteryear right now. Right. Because what I have to say to you, Nama, yes. is I love bread.
1: Ugh, I love I bread I
0: love too. bread! Gag <laughs> Reflex. What's that smell? Ugh. reflex vintage from reflex.
1: What's that smell? I love bread too. And Oprah loves bread and Oprah she loves sure Weight does. Watchers.
0: And that, my friend, is what we are covering today. Yeah. And through the transitive property BT dubs, I would say that you and I both love Oprah.
1: Uh, I feel like we don't even need the transitive property for
0: this. We do not. However, I did not, like, I did not love the fact that Oprah now has a 10% stake in Weight Watchers, and we'll go through this, and my whole issues with Weight Watchers and the dieting, yeah.
1: I know, but, like, at the end of the day,
0: the dieting industrial complex. That
1: woman is a businesswoman and a savvy businesswoman like no other, and look, Oprah's gonna Oprah. Like... (laughs) Oprah on, girl. She, Oprah on. She's just she's gonna get hers, and if she yeah. gets hers through the diet industrial complex, like honestly,
0: at listen, at least a, at least finally a woman will come out on top.
1: That's true from the a, fucking diet industrial complex. And a woman industrial of color, Com- and a woman of color nonetheless. So
0: closest thing that we have to royalty in this country, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Miss Oprah mean, Winfrey.
1: Look at we now have Meghan Markle, who's actually royalty. So like. I oh, no. Pump the All
0: brakes right, like a okay,
1: okay. Listen, what we have for you today is the Weight Watchers recipe cards in their original plastic box. Can you hear that? Plastic now, box how, ex- from 1974.
0: Tell me the provenance of these delicious, wonderful cards, these magical cards.
1: eBay and the depths of hell.
0: Are- <laughs> Which circle of hell are they?
1: uh, Like, ninth. Take a left
0: at Encino and keep going. There's
1: such nightmares because there's things in here that, number one, you shouldn't eat. And number two, somebody's judging you about eating them. You know? What, like... If you're eating them at all, whether you've cooked them correctly, if you're right. like eating a dinner portion at snack time, like what? You know,
0: like are these cards? Now, here's a question for you. Are these yeah. cards? Do you remember? I'm going to take you back on another memory journey Um, in the vault. Do you remember your friend and mine, Sir Richard Simmons? Uh, he used to yes. have these. Deal-a-meal, D- cards? D- deal-a-meal
1: cards? Deal-a-meal cards, Now, is that
0: right? And you could have, like, Ugh, two purples and an orange. It, we can do those next. I gotta Anything. Go find those. All right. But is this similar to that? Is it like you lay know. out I've your never, day? Or is it, are they I've, just recipe cards? No,
1: they're just recipe cards. This isn't like you're not going to make a complete meal. They don't have suggestions for sides. They just have truly disgusting food. And, like, some not-so-bad things, but otherwise really... Horrifying things. There's a. I'm. I'm just gonna. Spoiler alert. That there's a lettuce soup in here, like iceberg lettuce. <laughs> I, just, I just like don't understand the point to that. Is it I, served? Is it
0: cold? I. We're gonna get. This. Is it warm? So we're okay. I, that's I mean, lettuce soup, iceberg lettuce soup is water. So I'm, I, I, there's literally nothing
1: to like. You've had. You, it's now cellulose flavored soup. Look at. We can't scoop ourselves. We're not there yet. But like. It's,
0: oh, it's my God. So... <laughs> it's oh, God. So... There is... is nothing fake about this news, listener. Jesus. No, I okay.
1: I do think that we have to, before we start, I do think that we have to address the elephant in the room for our listeners, our, okay. all three of you. Thank you guys for sticking <laughs> with us. Lo these many silent weeks.
0: Oh, my God. You're like um, a very attractive version of the three witches from Macbeth.
1: You share an eyeball.
0: Double, double. Heinz in trouble. (laughs) God bless Uh, you. God bless you three witches of culinary might. All Uh, right. You know who
1: you are. We had this idea when we first started the podcast that we would organize ourselves around seasons and we would pick a theme and we would dig deep into that theme. Um, And it turned out that the only people who cared about the seasons were us. (laughs) And it was only a way to like try to organize our own mania but it was well we had to us... organize
0: all this mishigas I mean we had been getting we've we been collecting did. all of these cookbooks and we thought okay well we could put them into certain categories and that would make it easier
1: we did and it was I think that doing the advertising cookbooks was a really fun theme and I loved digging deep into that and I think we mm-hmm. also like I also found cookbooks that I wouldn't normally have gone looking for because we picked the theme. Like I wouldn't have right. dug deep into like fucking prunes, but then I saw it Who on knows? eBay when I was looking for advertising cookbooks specifically and was like, oh, this is gonna be gross, cool. There's only like four things you can reasonably put a prune in. This is gonna well, be entertaining. I... Um, so...
0: Oh my God, can I tell you, let, let me just sidebar your honor for one quick hot moment, of which course. is that I'm on the train and how beautiful was it? It was like a 1940s Cary Grant movie that Boo and I magically happened to be on the same train car tonight home. Oh, that's nice. scream Yes, but everybody is also an asshole. So oh, he was crazy. sitting and no one would let me sit. And I'm screaming over a crowded car, Boo, are we just going home straight after because I have to record tonight? And he said, that's good. I'm glad you're still doing the podcast because I saved all the prune juice. Gross. <laughs> He was like, I didn't want to throw it out just yet. Anyway, oh, that's knows. it. Yeah, he anyway. knows. I feel the prune juice, especially for this Weight Watchers episode, may return.
1: Uh, it might. So listen, what I'm saying to you all, dear listener, maybe plural still, who knows? Maybe it's just you, Nita, Um, We <laughs> have given up on themes because now we're confident enough in our podcasting skill that we're just going to like... Go for the cookbooks that strike the most joy in our hearts. And this Weight Watchers one is like, it's not a cookbook, so it's a collection of recipe cards. So we should specify that. But it is from 1974. It's, mm-hmm. I have been like, it's been like on my nightstand on top of Ooh, all, do you of read the... one every
0: night no, before you go been... to sleep?
1: No, because I like dug into them the second I got them. I just like, <laughs> I was like waiting and waiting and waiting. Like, when are we gonna do the diet cookbook season? And it yes. was like, it's too good to wait. Like, we just have to step into it. And it's also you noted when we were texting. This is like the Venn diagram of your obsessions of all my
0: obsessions. It. And absolutely, I mean, there's so many things about this. Number one. I feel like my origin story, with my hatred of... Your cottage, cottage cheese, cheese, cheese story. My cottage cheese origin story begins and ends with Weight Watchers. Yeah. When I was... I went on my first diet when I was six years old. Oh, because God. welcome to the fucking late 70s, early 80s. Oh I must God. have been on the... I was a big kid. I was a chubby kid. And this was before... The, I... This was before, like, a lot of kids were chubby. Like, I feel like nowadays I see a lot more chubby kids. But back when I was little, I felt like I was the only one. And that could have been a personal thing or I don't know. Uh, Um, So the doctor decided that it would be good to put me on a diet when I was six years old. And one of the things that I ate... My aunt was also on the weight watchers diet. We Weight Watchers was the big thing then and as we'll see later still kind of continues to be the one prominent like the best selling diet in the yeah. con- in the world actually. We ate something which my mother and aunt referred to as breakfast barf. Ew. And it <laughs> It was like a pancake slash omelet. It was made in a pan, and you had it in triangles. And I feel like the largest... I'm trying to think, like, the most prominent ingredient certainly was cottage cheese. Uh. And it was a slippery downhill slope from there. Let the diet fucking dominoes fall where they may. It was awful.
1: So I will say that just in the interest of full disclosure that I had like a great weight Watchers experience
0: that's amazing and that,
1: like okay so listener I'm five two and when I got pregnant with my daughter, I got to a hundred and eighty two pounds
0: I'm gonna say whatever she says when she's like at my largest. When I was also holding an elephant and had four gallons of water on my head. That's literally my goal weight. So whatever you're going okay.
1: <laughs> No, I get it. But please remember that I am 5'2".
0: I know. You're a petite and I'm, lady. And I know. I'm sweat, you're a wee like, lass.
1: Well, and like half of that weight was just in my tits. Like I got up to a 30. This is a real number, you guys. I got up to a 36 double J.
0: Holy Which is, like, I didn't,
1: I didn't realize was a size outside of strippers and surgery. You know what I mean? Like, Greg and I got curious one night and <laughs> measured my boobs, and each one was bigger than my head.
0: Dear God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was insane. And so, like, so it, and, and please remember, I was 182 pounds, and my baby was seven pounds of that.
0: Right. So... so It was mostly boob.
1: Right. Well, not only, but like, but I was like 130 pounds before Lena, So I gained 50 Uh, something pounds. Like that was, it was a lot. Okay. It was, it was a lot more than a baby.
0: It was a lot of, it was a lot of runs to pennies, huh?
1: Yeah. And like, uh, post baby, uh, it took me a while, but about a year after Lena was born. I joined Weight Watchers. And like seven months later, I lost 30 pounds and I kept that off for like four years.
0: Wow. Were you a lifetime member? They talk about that I was that. a
1: lifetime member. Okay. I was like, I drank the Kool-Aid. I stopped going to meetings because they started like only selling me things at meetings and it started uh-huh. really pissing me off.
0: Interesting.
1: Uh, and then they wanted me to help, like, be the success story and help people right. buy things. And I was like, nope, I am out of here. And, like, it, as soon as it got a little too culty for that's me. That's right,
0: Nama. Well, that's what I, I was going to say. I and mean, then this... I
1: gained all that weight back.
0: <laughs> not all of it. Not, not all, all of it. And no, it, you did not, not. No,
1: no, not all of it. But And it also, like, wasn't all... Not going to it was the combo of not going to Weight Watchers and having an incredibly stressful job where I just ate my feelings for two years right that more than anything is uh, why but but the actual experience for the most part on Weight Watchers was really pretty great.
0: I'm so glad I had nothing but I, I feel like I have negative memories of it of getting on the did. scale in front of it. Ever- I was tiny. Right. And then also when I was a when I was older, I thought, well, maybe I'll try Weight Watchers and the point system, whatever it was, it didn't work for me mm-hmm. because not uh, contrary to what your friend uh, Jean Niedich, who is the uh, the the woman who started Weight Watchers is it?
1: Is it e i or
0: i e? It's it's just i, n i d e t c h.
1: I I think it's Nidetch.
0: Gene Nidetch.
1: Yeah, I think. All right.
0: Well, contrary to what your friend Gene Nidetch, who was the creator of Weight Watchers, might say, not every diet is for everyone. And you know, I have been on a diet. I would say more often than not in my lifetime, I have found things that work for me. Certain things that work for me might not work for you and vice versa, you know? So right. it's not a, not one size fits all when it comes to dieting.
1: No, humans aren't cookie cutters. The
0: much, other thing that I will say... Weight Watchers say,
1: would like you to...
0: Correct. Think. Believe. <laughs> ah, the other thing that I would like to say, which you touched on, is one of the things that... Another thing that I'm obsessed with, cults.
1: Oh, and so culty. As
0: I did my research, I found this could be considered weight watchers could be considered cult like if not an actual cult
1: Mm, yeah i'm going it's pretty culty
0: it's pretty fucking culty so we're gonna talk about it
1: okay are you ready before we move down the cult line the one thing that i do want to say uh in my defense for the (laughs) success of my weight watchers experience Is that like, so, you know, I came in. Is it the meetings?
0: Is it the meetings? Because that's what Jean would say too. Okay. No. All right. right. (laughs)
1: Listen, you know me and there's a point system and the point system acts like a budget. Yes. And I am a fucking bargain hunter and a bargain shopper. So like this whole thing just played into like every single one of my deepest needs which is to like fucking game the system every goddamn day how many fudgicles could I have if I also (laughs) filled up on apples you know like it was
0: I'm gonna have 12 bags of fucking cabbage but also but and that also, will be zero points. And then I will also, take my entire 23-point allotment with I, a piece of fucking Chicago-style deep dish.
1: My friend, Brenda, who's also, like, a perpetual back-and-forth Weight Watchers person. Okay. Um, there was one day where she was supposed to come over for dinner. We used to, like, have dinner at least once a week. And she's a vegetarian, so it would, like, it would make me cook more vegetarian food, which I liked doing. It, like, mm-hmm. stretched my repertoire a little um so she would come over and we would like both be on Weight Watchers and there was this one time where she was like I can't come over I'm like a hundred percent out of points I'm basically oh, eating water for dinner oh and my I blew, god I blew it at lunch and I was like how many points do you have left she's like I think I have three this is back when like you could have like only 18 points or right something for right the right, day. right she had three points left there was like nothing so I, this is right after they switched to like mostly zero point fruits and vegetables. Right. And I was like, nope, I got you. Come on over. I made like six different like Israeli salad things. Wow. And there was one point in the entire meal. What? Yeah. It was amazing. The was shit I pulled two up Two hours later? I mean, I'm sure, but she just ate a ton and went to sleep. Wow! You know, like that's amazing. I was like, "I got you." Here's this eggplant thing. Here's mm. this. Here's these. This Israeli I do love salad. every single one of your Here's eggplant the-
0: things. By the way,
1: I make a lot of eggplant things. Yeah, no, it, but like you know, I left the I left the tahini out of everything. Like I was so right, careful. Right, right, right. So there was like in one thing there was some oil. Wow!
0: And this was the point.
1: And that that hence the point. And I was so fucking proud of myself.
0: Oh my god. I'm proud of you. You're oh, sort you. you're a Weight Watcher sorceress.
1: Well, only again, only because I want to game the system and because right. I am like everything is about getting the better deal for me. Like I'm pissed. It- there was one time that I like before they made fruit free. I was at you're some restaurant. You're such a good Jew.
0: I love you. I
1: know. Before they made fruit zero points, I went to some restaurant and I was like, I, I had just started on Weight Watchers, and you know, right. you're like, when there's no no conviction like that of the converted, right? Like, oh, absolutely. I, I was 100% in and I'm like, I'm at this restaurant, I'm getting an egg white omelet, I'm telling them not to use a lot of oil, I'm getting all of the things, they're like, what do you want on the side? I'm like, I want fruit on the side. Oh no. And then I get back and I start tallying it up, I like counted how many grapes and fucking pieces of filler melon I ate.
0: Oh my god, well you know melon, that's like 12 million points.
1: Well right, because fruit wasn't zero points back then and I tallied it up and it was like seven points in fruit and fuck. I'm like fuck that I, I could have had the potatoes the
0: fruit. That's exactly I could have had right. the
1: potatoes for four and I never had fruit again
0: <laughs> that's exactly right and that's when you close the door on your melon side
1: exactly so god damn you know, god to me damn. it was just about like where was I getting the best deal which is right like for people like me that is a really successful system
0: absolutely and I think for people who are type a and who people who are type a people who really like to calculate things and be in control right it's really it's great it's positive and right. i am you know <laughs> Listen, i'm as much a as a- ever
1: gonna work for you when they started you on it when you were six that's, that's only right. gonna
0: that's re- right i also them. no okay. realistically i know that nothing would have worked but it i also it's funny because i tried to gain the system to but in a different way, and it didn't work. Where I was like, oh, well, I have 12 points. I'm going to eat all my 12 points in bagel chips. Yeah. And it just like... And
1: then you were starving.
0: Well, I was starving, and also I never I never cheated. I never did anything that would have, quote, unquote, sabotaged me. Little did I know, the carbs weren't just... It, I couldn't do carbs, you know? Right. And for me, what worked was paleo. Because... Right. And I wound up losing 40 pounds that way.
1: Yeah. Whole other cult.
0: Totally different cult, but a successful one for me. So
1: sure. Listen, you got to <laughs> do what works for you.
0: That's exactly right. All right. So are we ready to dip into- uh, I think
1: we must.
0: To Jean's- Jean Nidich? Is that how you- Nidich? I think
1: it's Nidich.
0: Okay. Well, Jean Evelyn Nidich- was born on October 12, 1923, to an American Jewish family in Brooklyn, New York, to David Slutsky, a cab oh, driver. Come on. And May- yes. Listen. So she was originally Jean Evelyn Slutsky. Slutsky?
1: <laughs> I realized that she this was makes behind me the H12 like already.
0: Old. That's all right. 12. Get it out. The she. <laughs> Well, Slutsky, oh, it turns out, was a little Chubsky, too. So that's why oh, we've got to no. talk about it. Yeah. Her compulsive eating habits began as a child. She was overweight through her entire childhood, just like me. Jean, you and me, babe. Jean says in her memoirs, I don't really remember, but I'm positive that whenever I cried, my mother gave me something to eat. Oh, hey. Jean and her younger sister, Helen, grew up chubby and struggled physically and emotionally to control their weight. Hmm really sad but uh, similarly miss slutsky was just like me she was a talker and she was very popular in a circle of other overweight friends but i was
1: (laughs) so weird
0: how is that huh i wonder if she's overcompensating you don't say Hmm. You don't say. Yeah, weird how that is. Anyway, after graduating high school, Jean received a partial scholarship to the Long Island University, but she was unable to attend due to a lack of the rest of her financial resources. So instead she enrolled in a business course at City College in New York. Oh when good. her father well, except for her father died in nineteen forty two and she had to Aww. drop out. And she oh, started so working bad. as at the IRS as a clerk. Jeez. Which is where she met Mortimer neditch yeah, neditch swear she met <clears throat> Mr. Mortimer nedich in nineteen forty seven after a two year courtship, largely spent gormandizing, meaning they ate out a lot, I think <laughs> uh-huh she married Mortimer neditch. they had two children, David and Richard uh the marriage ended in divorce in nineteen seventy one but she had a pretty she had a pretty nice life they lived together they lived in tulsa oklahoma then in warren pennsylvania and then they settled in little neck queens in 1952 uh mortimer became a bus driver and mrs neidich like you do did not have a job outside the home but instead raised funds for charitable charitable groups and courting the now this is their word not mine Okay. The North Hills League for retarded children. No. Yes. In fact, she was the president of the North Hills League for two years. Oh, goodness. But still felt clearly unfulfilled. Wow. She ate compulsively and she tried different diets. She tried pills, hypnosis and fad diets. But as we all know, ladies and some gentlemen, she had many cycles of weight loss and weight gain and on and on and on. All right. I got to take this blanket off. I'm so sorry. It's hot as fuck. And I'm not eating any delicious little birds, so I'm just going to do this. All right. So I'm sorry for the echoing. That's One day. Okay. Our in listener ni- will forgive you. <laughs> Nita, I'm so sorry. Nita. Sorry, Nita, man. do you love me? Do you forgive me for sounding echoey? All right. One day in 1961, weighing in at 214 pounds and a 44-inch waist with an addiction to Malomars. Do you know what Malomars are?
1: I do, and I love them.
0: It's like a vanilla wafer with marshmallow on top and then all and then of it covered, covered in chocolate, chocolate, right? Yes. That sounds fucking amazing. She used to hide. Anyway, she had an addiction to Malomars and she would hide them in the hamper and gorge on them nightly. She ran into a neighbor at the supermarket, and ladies and gentlemen, if you have ever been an overweight individual or anything yes. that didn't look like Twiggy, you know that someone the fuck said this to you. Uh huh. You know what's Here coming. It comes.
1: Here
0: it comes. Oh, Jean, you look. So- I'm gonna do it in the most Brooklyn accent that I can. I'm so sorry. Okay, let's go. Oh, Jean, you look so good. The neighbor said, "When do you do?" That I've was it. heard that one. Mrs. Nidich, who had tried many, many times to subdue her, her compulsive eating, dieting, losing weight, then gaining it all back, had to do something. She went on a diet overseen by the New York City Board of Health Obesity Clinic. It was very strict. It included eating a lot of liver. Oh. But it worked. Within, her, within one year, she reached her 142-pound weight goal and never gained more than eight pounds in the ensuing decades before she died in 2015. Can you imagine? That's
1: recent.
0: Yeah, she died very recently. Wow. But in addition to the diet, she did something no other diet at the time promised. Okay. She created a support group. She invited six friends, all overweight women, to her home for what turned into a group confessional that called it an exorcism of caloric demons. Oh, my God. And that, madam, was the beginning of Weight Watchers. They all went on a diet, and they all pledged mutual help. They were all going to help each other out of it, and it worked. They soon brought more overweight friends to the meetings, and within two months, 40 women were attending, describing their quote-unquote Frankensteins or demons that they were dealing with. What's up, baby? What? Did you call me? I didn't call you, Bear. You screamed and I heard <clears> that. No, I just screamed. What did I? I don't even know what I screamed. Okay. I love you. Bye. I love you. Um, okay. Within two months, 40 women were attending and describing what they called their Frankensteins or their food demons that they were dealing with. By October 1962, hundreds of people wanted to join the group. With Felice and Albert Lippert, an overweight couple she helped, she and her husband formed a corporation, and Weight Watchers was born in a loft over a movie theater in Little Neck, Queens in May 1963. Oh my God. All right. The Fult. first, here Fult it goes. Origin. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, but instead of Kool-Aid or Flavor-Aid, they they had Crystal Light because you can't deal with the calories there. The first official public meeting was not advertised, but to Jean's astonishment, 400 people were waiting outside the loft when she arrived at 9.30 a.m. Since she only rented 50 chairs... Jean and a friend, whom she recruited from the line as her assistant, spent that day meeting groups of 50 people who were waiting. So in, they met in groups of 50. The program featured weekly meetings with dieters paid in, paying a $3 fee, weighing in, and providing mutual support. Okay. The original Weight Watchers diet was the nutritionally balanced regimen recommended in city obesity clinics. Lean meat, fish, skim milk fruits and vegetables it banned alcohol okay. sweets and fatty foods Oh, well,
1: okay this was not gonna work for me ever
0: no but this this is really fascinating so she had you know she wrote down some of the tenets. okay mm-hmm. learn to delay gratification the next time you begin to bite into a candy bar order a fattening dessert from a menu walk into the bakery for a danish pastry stop and ask yourself would i rather have this or a slim young figure oh my god that's the nothing
1: nothing, nothing tastes, tastes as good as, as, good thin, as
0: feels. thin feels a minute on uh, the lips a lifetime, a lifetime on, the the hips. on the hips yes oh, ma'am you lady yes ma'am all right what else control your environment now this is actually smart but it turns into something far more nefarious and sinister Control your environment. Don't surround yourself with temptation by buying cookies and candies. Right? That sounds good. Sure. And totally reasonable and truthful. But then it continues. Even a four-year-old can understand, if told, that mommy needs help because she wants to become his beautiful mommy.
1: Ew. Ew. Ew.
0: Mm -hmm. And finally, to be successful on the program will require your desperation your sincerity, your cooperation, and your patience. <gasps> My God. Yeah. Now, here's uh, some of the rules that so I found in the not fir- only oh, are yes. you
1: starving yourself, but you're doing it not for your own health or well-being. But to be beautiful mommy. <laughs> to be beautiful mommy for your husband, who... Probably started sleeping with the secretary years ago. Let's face it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Who also most definitely weighs 277 pounds and has no problem. For sure. Has no problem not forgoing the alcohol and having that third martini at lunch. Extra olives. Extra oil, ma'am. All right. Some of the rules were... Eat only the foods listed in your menu plan in the quantity specified and at the meal specified. Weigh your portions until you can judge them accurately. Mm-hmm. Eggs. And that was another fucking thing that we did on Weight Watchers. I had that tiny little food scale and I yeah. had to make sure that it was four ounces of tasteless chicken skinless breast. Girl. The worst. Mm. Honestly. I really just wish, you know how they had like the burning of the bras in the 70s? Right. I, I wish, wish we just had the burning of the chicken breast. Fuck God, that. There's
1: nothing worse than a fucking chicken breast. I gotta tell you. I had this whole conversation with, oh, no, you know what it was? My sister had a whole conversation with my niece and nephew
0: about and a chicken breast? Like, All right. No,
1: she was like, did you know that? <laughs> or no, they were like, mommy, did you, Ima, did you know? That in a that Americans like chicken breast more than the chicken thighs and the chicken legs, and my sister is like, "Yeah, did you know that in Israel, like chicken legs and chicken thighs are the more expensive part in the chicken?" And my oh, is that my, true? Yeah, my niece. Oh my because god! Correct. That's the delicious fucking part of the chicken. My niece and nephew were like blown away. They're like, "There's this whole country where people like eat properly."
0: oh god well you you have Linda to thank Linda Neidich to thank for that fucking yeah, tasteless well, breast
1: just fucking disgusting Linda Jean Jean
0: why did I say Linda
1: I know no you damned her
0: <laughs> I totally damned you Jean I'm so sorry <laughs> all right so here's here are some of the rules eat only the foods listed in your menu plan uh, we talked about that all right uh, here's yeah. another rule you ready right. eggs limit them to four to seven per week they may oh, be taken. Nope, not going to work for me. I eat Hold one on. every day. They, well, that's seven. If you eat one a day,
1: I eat maybe a little bit more than one a day.
0: <laughs> well, listen, honey, they may be taken at breakfast or lunch. Certainly not at dinner.
1: Oh, God
0: Cheese. Only hard cheese or pot. What is pot what, cheese?
1: Uh, is it that like Cause... processed cheese food stuff or is it farmer's cheese? Like cottage cheese.
0: It says, now listen, it says only hard cheese or pot, cottage, or farmer cheese is allowed.
1: So pot is a thing on its own. It's some other, like, soft cheese. All right. Like soft, fresh white cheese, like ricotta.
0: Ricotta is delicious, but I bet pot cheese is fucking nasty. Only hard cheese or pot, cottage, or farmer cheese is allowed, and only at breakfast or lunch. I feel like for dinner, they're really going to encourage you to have the lettuce soup
1: oh my god just you wait until you see these dinner suggestions because they are just i mean
0: all right fish you must eat a minimum of five group a fish meals each week for lunches or dinners and in the book that i saw it has like lists of you know what oh my a type god. a
1: listen we're gonna discuss some disgusting
0: I can't I cannot wait milk powdered skim milk buttermilk or evaporated skim milk must be included in your daily program according mm-hmm. to the amount specified for your age slash gender which I have something to say about that what's that Gene Neidich nay Slutsky
1: <laughs>
0: that sounds Ashkenaz and if uh, you yeah. ask me that bitch was probably 70 percent lactose intolerant
1: she was, you know
0: it. Do you think that her, that was like a natural laxative for her? Just keep having dairy because, you know, the skim milk, butter, like all of these kinds of things that she's saying actually have more lactose in them. Yeah. And I wonder, she was just like, it'll be great. Then you'll shit everything out and that'll lose you yeah. a quick 10. No,
1: it's like, exactly. That's exactly it.
0: And finally, your favorite in mine, bread. Eat enriched or whole grain packaged bread according to the amount allowed for your age or gender. No rolls, bagels, biscuits, muffins, crackers, cereals, or special breads. Only shitty bread for you, madam. No tasteful bread. So and then I printed out a list of like all the things that were outlawed. So of course, you know, alcoholic beverages and then all the different types of breads that they talk about. Also outlawed cream cheese peanut uh, butter popcorn but peanut butter
1: is life's most perfect food
0: yeah popcorn olives oh,
1: you. popcorn is a whole goddamn grain
0: it is a whole grain and like a giant you know Orville Redenbacher bag is like two points now isn't it
1: yeah something all right
0: like that. olives are not allowed gravy is not allowed
1: uh no fuck you you do not take away gravy
0: bacon or back fat and what is specifically on this list that is not allowed?
1: What?
0: Gefilte fish. I found well, that fascinating.
1: I mean, well, fuck you, Miss <laughs> Little Self Hating Jew, because there's and I like spoiler alert that there's at least one recipe for straight up gefilte fish in these recipe cards, and then there's two other things that are like variations on a theme that are like fish balls. Well, so it, you can so by 1974, in, Weight Watchers was like. Mm,
0: Maybe I guess it took 11 years for her to re- to embrace her gefilte yeah. fish roots self-hating. <laughs> well, also, you know, you couldn't have simis. it looks like, or haroset because they banned honey and nuts. So there yeah. you are. No salad dressings except for those given in this book. No yogurt. So here was the circa 1960s old Weight Watchers menu plan for breakfast. One egg or one ounce hard cheese or Or? two ounces of fish or one quarter cup cottage cheese and one slice of enriched bread. For lunch, four ounces of fish or lean meat or poultry or two thirds of a cup of cottage cheese, all the unlimited vegetables you want and one slice of enriched bread. For dinner, <clears throat> six ounces cooked lean meat or fish or poultry, one portion limited vegetables, which is limited. Prob- limited vegetables were like carby vegetables. So a sweet potato or something like that. Oh, I see. And all the unlimited vegetables you want and one slice of enriched bread. Oh, no, 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 no. I was reading the lunch. Sorry. One portion of limited vegetables, all of the unlimited vegetables you want, no bread. No, two bread. slices of bread a day. That is it. But so the, I
1: love bread. I know. I love
0: bread. All right. <laughs> The company rapidly began to expand as former members who had successfully completed the program and extensive training opened franchises through the U.S. and abroad. What does that sound like to you, ma'am? Cult. Multi-level marketing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And as the company grew in size, it developed, you know, in the management and scientific areas, making it state-of-the-art in weight loss and weight control. Changes were made to the basic food... Yeah. Changes were made to the basic food plan to reflect the most current nutritional findings. And the food plan continues to evolve today, adjusting to fit the lifestyle needs of consumers while still maintaining the highest standards for a nutritionally balanced, healthful weight loss and control program. A behavior management program was designed by a leading psychologist based on the belief that the best way to control weight is through shaming. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's no. Well. No. No. The best way to- <laughs> The best way to control weight is to change bad eating habits. And in 1978, an exercise plan was added, making Weight Watchers one of the first organizations to stress the importance of exercise in weight. In its inception, Weight Watchers was not so permissive as we saw. Avocados, peanut butter, ketchup, and yogurt were all verboten. You could have one banana a week
1: one banana a week yes oh my god you i don't think you were a part of weight watchers when they made fruit zero points. no i wasn't major no i was part of it
0: when they did the i remember i was like okay here's my one banana
1: okay so the major fervor when they made all of the fruit zero points yeah in every meeting i went to a woman was like I ate a banana this week and then I <laughs> ate another one. And I can't believe this is zero points. This is fucking changing my life. And it was around then that I was like w- what's happening here?
0: Is like w- how have we how
1: is there a diet program this way comes. How is there a diet program that's like has trained us away from fruit? Oh yeah. Right? Like
0: it's you know, too much sugar. It? You're not supposed to. Right, it was the same thing with um with grapes right that you're not allowed to have grapes and i remember i mean it's still in me every time i see a fruit plate or something i'm like i should have the berries because the berries are best for you those are less carbs anyway one of the suggested alternative to nuts was to roast mushrooms in an oven until they dried to a crisp hey Weight Watchers' core approach is to assist members in losing weight through eating more healthy and getting more exercise. The primary diet plan has no directly comparable requirements and no food is off-limits today. Participants lose weight by creating a calorie deficit. Later, in 1997, Weight Watchers established its famous points plan, as you Mm -hmm. discuss, where every food is assigned a point value based on the food's calories, saturated fat, sugar, and protein. When you join Weight Watchers, you're assigned a certain amount of points a day based on your body mass index, which is some fucked up calculation of your weight and height. And as you lose the weight, you also lose your point allotment. Non-carb. Now, this is how it was before. Non-carby vegetables often have zero points, while things like pizza have a tremendous amount of points. No food today is off limits, however, and the dieter has the power to eat what they want as long as they stay within their point provisional. Right. Okay. Yeah. Once a member reaches their goal weight, they start a maintenance period. For the following six weeks, the member gradually adjusts their food intake until the member no longer loses or gains weight. If at the end of the six weigh-ins during the maintenance period, the member weighs in within two pounds of their goal weight, they become a lifetime lifetime member member.
1: that was me no longer
0: but it's all right you can join my club anytime honey because you eat fucking well thank you but the crucial ingredient in the diet was psychological journals to keep track of what one ate diets with realistic goals and lifelong maintenance programs supportive magazines and books television forms camps And meetings like those for alcoholics with confessions and motivational speakers. This, madam, is where we take a turn. Weight Watchers went public in 1968, turning its founders into millionaires. And in 1978, the company was sold to your friend and mine, the H.J. Heinz Company, for 71.2 million dollars
1: know Heinz owned it yeah
0: they they sold it again in 1984 but anyway Ms. Nydich, who had been president in its early years was in charge of public relations until 1984 and maybe they sold it in the 90s until 1984 traveling widely and making public appearances for Weight Watchers International one of the world's most successful weight loss businesses now Mm -hmm. this is again listen in friends watch this space she lived the part of someone whose life had changed greatly She always came to the meetings in high heels, a flawless manicure, and her hair shellacked. After class, she would. This is awesome. After class, she would take some of the group leaders out to eat. And the boys at the deli knew to rinse the coleslaw free of mayonnaise for her so she could eat it with her turkey with one slice of bread.
1: You've got to be kidding me.
0: Weight Watchers didn't just turn her into a millionaire. It enabled her to become the woman she must have always wanted to be. She bleached her hair platinum bl- platinum blonde, divorced her husband, Mortimer, oh, moved sorry. to Los Angeles. Aww. This Poor bitch, Marty. she started dating Fred Astaire. What? She dated Fred Astaire for a while. She took the role of an astronaut's wife in a TV pilot in the early 70s that was never picked up. But she became the kind of person she went on a cruise and came home married to an italian bass player in the ship's band i
1: love it well you know she made enough money to support both of them
0: this part upsets me well yeah they were only married for a few months but the oh, fact that shocking. she was that person it's just shocking exactly she don't say this part upsets me she seemed to charm everyone in her path and one of her best friends was maya angelo
1: Really?
0: It was as if we That's were twin upsetting. sisters separated at birth, Mrs. Angel- Ms. Angelo once wrote. Maya. I'm if shocked. If somebody
1: shows you who they are,
0: believe, believe them. Believe them! Believe that shellacked hair and that fucking cruise bass player Marion Hussey. Alright. Well, in nineteen seventy-three. 16,000 Weight Watchers jammed Madison Square Garden for the group's 10th anniversary. It was like a revival. Bob Hope, Pearl Bailey, and Roberta Peters were there, but the star in a drift of white chiffon was Mrs. Nytich with her own evangelical message. Overeating is an emotional problem with an emotional solution. Crowds surge for her autograph to touch her or even make eye contact. That sounds like a cult. If it walks... And talks like a cult. It's a cult. Pass the Kool-Aid, ma'am. Yeah. In October of 2015, Oprah Winfrey purchased a 10% stake in Weight Watchers for an estimated $43 million. She serves as the current spokesperson for Weight Watchers. During her time as a Weight Watchers spokesperson, Oprah Winfrey has revealed that she is an adamant lover of various breads. <laughs> <laughs> You don't And chips. There's a whole commercial on chips as well, as I recall. Prior spokespersons associated with the product include Lynn Redgrave, Jenny McCarthy, Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson. I remember that. I remember that one. Singer-actress Jessica Simpson and Grammy Academy Award winner and singer and actress jay Hud.
1: I was in Weight Watchers when
0: she joined Weight Watchers. I fucking love Jennifer Hudson. Listen. I did too. I'll follow her to the ends of the earth, but I'm just not on board. It's choice, not chance, that determines your destiny, Mrs. Neidich was often credited as saying. A kind of summary of Aristotelian ethics. Every modern era has had weight loss gurus. Briot Severin, Sylvester Graham, inventor of the graham cracker, Frank Kellogg. Dr. Robert Atkins and Nathan Pritikin just for an example they all play the role of both philosopher and survivor today Mm -hmm. Oprah Winfrey owns a controlling stake in Weight Watchers and assures us in her commercials that we can eat bread and still lose weight no I tried that Oprah (laughs) oh god I can't do it I can't do it I look at I look at an English muffin and gain 75 pounds. I know me too. All right. Let's dip into these cards.
1: Okay. So how are you
0: feeling after that? By the way,
1: I like, look, I know it's a cult. I still, I'm grateful (laughs) to them for the 30. You know, I feel like one of those people that got out of a cult, but didn't like, didn't go through any real deprogramming, just like sort of outgrew the cult.
0: Right. You got the good stuff. Just like, you know, if you were to leave Scientology, for instance, maybe you'll come out of it with a lovely suit and a couple of good tapes, inspirational tapes. But ultimately, yeah, you got in, you you got out. No one was hurt.
1: And, you know, like a lot of blackmail material. But like this is this is I lost like, let's be real. I lost 30 pounds without ever exercising. I'm intensely grateful for that. I was also 10 years younger. So that is not working for me now. Uh huh. That I've crossed the forty the 40- threshold, <laughs> and my hormones, as you may have seen on my Facebook Live when I live Facebook Live my gynecology appointment, which I love are by all the over. Way. Yeah, that was fun. Um, okay, so the one thing I will say about these recipe cards is they're not. It's not broken up the way that you might expect. It's not like breakfast, lunch, dinner, da 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 da. Right. I, it's right. All right. Like, right. It's all just like themed food so there's there's 12 different themes not all of them are horrifying okay. um but they all have like a little something so uh this might be a long episode you guys because there's just like there's a lot of but you know a lot what? of personal stuff and we haven't been here you for haven't a while seen, you
0: haven't experienced our joy in so long listeners yeah. so you know you, so, and like, you're welcome to dip in and dip out
1: yeah, we're good with it. So, listen, we're just going to dive right in. The first section of recipe cards is called Budget Best Bets. So oh, you know, this is right yeah, up your
0: alley, sis. I
1: know, I know. And it they don't mean like the Weight Watchers budget because it looks like this is pre- Po- point system. This is 1974. Right. And so I the points happened in, in the 1978,
0: right? No, I think it was 97 that was oh, when they started. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So these all say that they're one lunching serving, one dinner serving, whatever it is. So, um Okay, but the reason that I love this section is like it's really the combo of um like horrifying, a can of this, a can of that. Recipes from the 1960s and 70s, <laughs> where that meets diets and cults, and it's Ugh. just like. And there's a lot of that in here. We have some budget ones. We have main dishes in minutes coming up. We have like convenience fish coming up. It's all just, of this sounds
0: incredibly really- depressing. Where there is no joy in eating here, no. none. And-
1: the other fun thing about stripped
0: these, they have they stripped us it. of the joy similarly to how that fucking soup is probably stripped of any nutrients whatsoever.
1: I know, I know. And the other thing that's fun with these cards, and by fun I mean like horrifying, is the <laughs> The 1970s photography is so on point. Like everything just has a sheen of brown. <laughs> they pick a lot of like orange and green backdrops. Everything looks inexplicably shiny. I don't, there's a little, you know, unintended racism here and there. Wow. There's it's a really, a lot of cars. Yeah. It's
0: everything that we could have ever wanted.
1: Yeah. And then the other thing that I really like about it is about the set in general. Is that right in the front they give you like a little fold out piece of paper that's an index to the whole to the whole recipe card experience so that you can see like what is where and you can ah. look things up um, and, and then every card is numbered so like there's budget best bets number four. So you can look it up that way. How
0: one. is it or I mean, in terms of like caloric intake and can you just it does it no. say you may have one of these cards a day or how it
1: doesn't say so so there's this whole there's a letter to you oh at the beginning from Random House Enterprises.
0: Oh god. I can't the wait entire- to hear this.
1: The entire family and guests can now enjoy deliciously satisfying and hearty meals together. Dear friend, now you can prove that, quote, variety is the spice of life, end quote. Oh, God. This assortment of mouth watering delights that is available on your Weight Watchers recipe cards should cause everyone in your family to praise you, the chef.
0: Oh, and you God. You deserve
1: their praise for enabling the entire family to enjoy deliciously satisfying and hearty meals together. I'm like, the implication of this is, by the way, a two page letter. And then there's descriptions of every single chapter. So
0: so wait a second. Is the the idea that you're going to, the idea is that you're going to serve your entire family this diet food?
1: Correct, correct. So the implication here is that you don't want to inconvenience the rest of your family with your diet. So here are things that like, all of you like these are like nobody needs to know diet foods
0: oh god this is the this is the hide the vegetables in the brownies style exactly yeah
1: so um what this letter says about this first chapter budget best bets and for some reason they give like a star rating for each section like like as in
0: how tasty it is
1: Yeah, but then they gave every single section four stars. Well,
0: of course they did.
1: Like, I don't understand that. Whatever. Um, So this one, this chapter (gasps) is.
0: You should try this meal. It's quite mediocre. Who the fuck is (laughs) going to do that?
1: Well, exactly. Exactly. So this one is about cutting corners and counting pennies. Entertaining guests the impressive but economical way, while not easy, is possible.
0: Listen, I feel like this is the this is your Venn diagram right here. It's I know both
1: I know. Budgets, <laughs> it's and- all budgets,
0: points, uh, everything.
1: And convenience foods, it's so good. Um okay, as an added bonus for the Harried Cook, <laughs> one dish takes the place of two since many of these recipes combine meat or fish with vegetables.
0: So ladies,
1: you only have to eat the one time. Ready?
0: Oh, thank God. Because can I tell you how taxing eating is?
1: Oh, it's so hard. It's just like...
0: Again, your honor, if I may sidebar. Those fucking protein drinks...
1: I know, so gross. Like, Soylent. The Soylent.
0: Who's like, well, I just never have time to eat. So I'm going to drink this incredibly calorie-laden sludge.
1: And also, you really needed to have come up with a better name.
0: I think that was a joke, right? It had to have been a joke.
1: I don't know that it is.
0: Whatever the case, what kind of, like, if you're going to have so many calories, fucking seamless... A burger or something to your office, I know. I know. because okay, that listen. is disgusting. All right, we got we got to get. I know, I'm just angry. There's Sorry, like there's, there's a like lot 16 happening. Recipes here.
1: in every single. Oh episode. Jesus! Like- All right no like it's really hard to choose and so this listen you guys this might just be a two-parter like i don't know i don't know what to tell you they're all horrifying it's <laughs> 1970s and diet and like the photos are just so terrible okay so number the first one that i wanted to talk about is something called broiled apple burgers
0: oh god which just is it at, neither an apple nor a burger is there meat in there is there meat and apple it's a
1: it's a burger patty flavored with soy sauce and onion powder, salt and pepper, which doesn't, listen, That's doesn't fine. sound that bad. No. No, it doesn't sound that bad. But what you do is you shape it into what looks like a slice of meatloaf <laughs> instead of like, right? And then you top it.
0: A bread you slice. It,
1: yeah. Then you top it with a bunch of chopped apples. What? And broil it with the apples on top which like huh. I just listen it's not that gross I guess but I mean I've... it looks it looks so horrible like I'm, I have to send you a picture of it because it looks yeah
0: please do it sounds disgusting I mean it doesn't like, sound disgusting I just... but I mean I've heard of pork chops with apples
1: yeah but pork and apple I don't know pork and apple goes well together this even if it goes well it just looks so gross <laughs> So the other thing is that there's just like a lot of hot dogs oh, in this
0: chapter. No. No. So this
1: next one is called choucroute garni. Sh- oh, here ew. Right. <laughs>
0: oh my god. I'm so sorry listener. Just hold on. I wasn't expecting it to be apple tidbits. Yeah, it's- I was expect- <laughs> <laughs> And I love that it's garnished with radish.
1: I know. It's just chunky apple hamburger. And I just, I don't understand why the apples are there.
0: Well, probably to give it sweetness because you can't use any condiments.
1: There's soy sauce in it. Whatever. Okay. So. Oh, but it's got to be
0: dry. That is a 90 10 mix. You know it's dry as a shoe. Ugh. All right.
1: Okay. So that's broiled apple burgers. So this next one is called Choucroute Garni. Oh, Choucroute. Choucroute? Choucroute, yes. Choucroute garni, yes. whatever. I can't say It's that. cabbage. This, this, yeah, this isn't fucking French is what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so you take one cup of beef bouillon. Okay. I assume like, you know, hydrated in a cup of water, essentially. Probably. Um, and then a quarter cup of dehydrated onion flakes. And you... Let that stand and like rehydrate.
0: Okay. Yeah, and
1: they you rehydrate the onion flakes for five minutes. Why don't
0: you just put why don't you just put a fresh onion in it?
1: Listen, don't start there. Like your questions (laughs) can't start already because there's so much in this. And then you add four cups of sauerkraut that you've rinsed and drained. Oh my gosh. Which as we've discussed is just like so now it's just mushy cabbage. now it's just wet cabbage now it's just wet cabbage for no reason and two tart medium apples cored and cut into wedges so you've got beef broth with rinsed sauerkraut
0: uh-huh.
1: onion flakes uh-huh. and
0: reconstituted Re- Yes. this sounds German again
1: Mix, and yet it has a French name.
0: Mix thoroughly. <laughs> well, to fancify it. You know, Magnus, my sure. son, said anything that you add French to fancifies something. To which my story. husband said, au contraire, French dressing.
1: Your husband is correct and a very wise man. So now you've got beef bouillon with onion flakes rehydrated, wet cabbage, and apples. And you're going to mix that thoroughly, being careful not to break the apple wedges. I don't know how, like, delicate they think apples are, but fine. <laughs> cover, <laughs> cover and cook over low heat 30 minutes or until the apples are tender but still crisp. After 30 minutes? There's
0: nothing those left.
1: Ap- the- fucking apples. It's sauce.
0: applesauce.
1: Meanwhile, broil frankfurters on a rack in the oven. That's eight ounces <gasps> of frankfurters.
0: Oh, my yeah. God. Wait, yeah. wait. Wait. No. Yeah. Wait. No. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: No! yeah. <laughs> About four inches from the source of heat for eight minutes. So you're going to char some frankfurters. Or until, I, I hate this description, hot and crusty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, there's a restaurant in New York called the Hot and Crusty. It's like a bread and soup restaurant, I think.
1: I'm a child. Okay, <laughs> then you're gonna...
0: <laughs> Then
1: you're going to cut them. <laughs> Shit. Let's start over. Then you have to cut those oh my frankfurters.
0: God. into I you feel to... like this this recipe is making me hot and crusty right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> then you
1: have to cut the frankfurters into 2-inch pieces. Then you sprinkle 12 ounces. Is, I feel like Listen, a hot dog is kinda, not a
0: diet food, though.
1: Oh, my God. I'm never going
0: to get through this. Right I now. got a lot to say. <laughs> this is the second recipe. You're strumming my pain with your hot dogs. You got. We got, I got to get into it. We'll make it a two-parter. Okay. Jesus.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, it's just going to have to be a two-parter. That's fine. Okay. So then... Then you sprinkle some cooked, 12 ounces of cooked cubed lamb. They don't tell you how to cook it. Into, with, Are you, you sure sprinkle it's cooked? It, with, it says in the recipe, 12 ounces cooked lamb okay. cubed. Okay, all right. So sprinkle that lamb with garlic salt and pepper. And then in a nonstick skillet over moderate heat, brown this, remember, already fucking cooked lamb on all sides. What? So now you're just... Yeah, now now you're-, you're just making lamb jerky, essentially. Oh my god! Add frankfurters and lamb to the sauerkraut mixture. Heat, oh. mix well, and divide evenly into four dinner servings. Okay, then please note: there's a note. Frankfurters uh-huh. are pre-cooked. Do not allow two ounces for shrinkage. <laughs> <laughs> Which it says on every recipe that involves hot dogs, and I can't handle it. Oh my
0: God. So, So this is supposed to feed four people, two of which, assumedly, are children who are going to be like,
1: Mmm. Mmm, Frankfurters and lamb. Frankfurters, lamb, and cabbage.
0: My favorite. Thanks, Mom. I'm sure glad you're going to be a beautiful mommy.
1: Okay, so now this is a recipe that is straight out of the Nathan's Compton? famous oh no nathan's famous cookbook all right and it's called crown roast of frankfurters
0: what that is <laughs> i know that was the front, right. that was the cover picture right.
1: i know and that one was 1968 i think and this one is 1974 so they just stole it from nathan's but it sounds worse i because there's like not even some salt in here
0: okay but i well you don't need the salt in a hot dog right but, but I still refuse to believe that a hot dog is a diet food. Anyway, go on. I'll mute myself. I know my I know my okay. place here.
1: So you slice a pound of Frankfurters lengthwise, but don't cut all the way through, don't separate the halves. Then you open them, you broil them, cut sides up on a rack about three inches from the source of heat, about five minutes, so again you've made hot dog jerky. Right.
0: Then you nice rack, mind t- the shrinkage.
1: Right. then you add two tablespoons of cider vinegar and one teaspoon of poppy seeds to two cups shredded cabbage and toss thoroughly then you heap the cabbage in a mound in the center of a baking dish and you lean the cut side of the frankfurters against the cabbage all the way around the cabbage to form a crown and you secure the frankfurters
0: i'm sorry does a poppy seed have a taste not really okay
1: then you pour, I mean, yeah, a little, nah, I don't know. I don't think a teaspoon of seeds. I think it's just there for crunch. So yeah. then you pour a half cup of boiling water over the cabbage, and then you bake the whole thing at 350 degrees for about 10 minutes or until the cabbage is tender but still crisp. Then you garnish the top with pimento. They have it in like a little cross at the top.
0: Of course Divide,
1: divide evenly somehow, and it makes four dinner servings gross um and then they have the other note about frankfurters being pre-cooked okay so now we have to talk about (laughs) budget best bets number nine is fish quote unquote
0: tacos wait what
1: yeah fish and then tacos in scare
0: quotes is is this the first time that America has experienced a fish taco, which is why they needed. it in... Okay, you know what? I'm just going to shut up and let uh, you read it. I don't
1: know, It's but it's upsetting. Okay, so you take a half cup of shredded cabbage.
0: Please tell me that the fish is canned tuna fish, though. No. Oh, all right. But well.
1: you take a half cup of shredded cabbage, and you mix it with a quarter teaspoon of celery salt, and then you spoon... Um, This makes two luncheon servings, so you spoon half of this cabbage mixture onto two, uh, like one half onto one slice of toast. It's whole wheat bread toasted. So you're- Divide into eight
0: pieces.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you're putting half on one slice of toast and half on another slice of of toast. So you're only going to get to eat one slice of toast. Okay. Then you're combining eight ounces of cooked cod or sole- That has been flaked with a little bit of chili powder, a little bit of salt, a little bit of onion powder. We
0: should send this recipe in a Dwayne Johnson. You know how he Uh does, he loves some cod. He does love
1: cod. And then you're putting half of that mixture, so four ounces of like mildly spiced cooked cod or sole over the cabbage toast.
0: Oh, this is the taco. Then Then you fold it. This is
1: the taco. No, you don't. (laughs) Then, in a blender, you're combining... No, it's it's like a sauce. It's not so horrible. In a blender, you're combining pimentos, a quarter cup of chicken bouillon, a little bit of wine vinegar, two garlic cloves, a quarter teaspoon of paprika, and a quarter teaspoon of pepper. This is your salsa, essentially. (laughs) And you're just blending that until the mixture is smooth. (laughs) Then you divide that and pour it over the fish. Garnish with pimento, mix two luncheon servings, one quote-unquote taco each. It's just cabbage fish toast is what it is.
0: (laughs) Am I wrong in thinking that 78% of these recipes are going to include cabbage or some derivative thereof?
1: Probably. Do you want to hear about Frankfurter Spectacular?
0: Do I not want to hear about Frankfurter Spectacular? Bring it on.
1: I need I need to send you a picture of this because what they've done to these hot dogs and the pineapple is, is just
0: sheer spectacularity.
1: So, what so the picture for this send it is on. like unidentifiable like white and orange like white vegetables or fruits with carrots with frank with hot dogs like sliced hot dogs all mixed up together on a plate and in the middle of the plate there's like the top of a pineapple wrapped up in what is essentially a hot dog vase like a twisty (laughs) vase made out of a curled like the hot dog was curled around the pineapple stem oh my
0: god please send me a photo i I need a photo okay
1: okay so Frankfurter spectacular is eight ounces of frankfurters sliced lengthwise not cut all the way through then they're broiled for six minutes, which is a lot for half of a frankfurter. Then you combine a tart medium apple, a quarter medium pineapple diced, four ounces of canned onions, which I did not know was a thing, half of a cup of sliced the canned fuck carrots. is a
0: canned onion?
1: Yeah, I know. Half of a cup of sliced, half of a cup of sliced canned carrots, and a quarter cup of chicken bouillon. Then one tablespoon of tomato juice, one tablespoon of lemon juice, half tablespoon of cider vinegar, half teaspoon curry powder, an eighth of a teaspoon ginger, because it's going to have a little kick to it. An eighth of a teaspoon nutmeg, an eighth of a teaspoon cayenne pepper, and an eighth of a teaspoon coriander seeds. You put all of that in a saucepan and cook over low heat, stirring frequently for 10 minutes. Then you add frankfurters (laughs) to what is essentially just like spicy chicken broth i guess um and you cook for an additional three minutes and divide evenly makes two dinner service and then it says for dramatic service cut pineapple so that core remains in one piece stick frankfurters into pineapple core with hors d'oeuvre picks place core with frankfurters in the center of the serving dish oh and you pick them out that's very cute yeah. Top with pineapple leaves and add cooked mixture around. Oh, my port. God. I want to vomit
0: in my mouth. That sure. is. Yeah. What are th- are those parsnips? What are those vegetables?
1: I think that it's pineapple and apple. I think apple. you're right.
0: It's pineapple. I'm sorry. And you're apple. Right.
1: There's apple pieces in there. Peeled and cored.
0: Were they getting a um, kickback from the apple industry or something? Why listen, are so many I apples? Don't, I don't find why them. Why so to many be...
1: fucking hot dogs? What? Like, this was essentially. Touche. Like hot dog flambe without the flambe. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: The diet version of hot dog flambe. I don't
0: know. Okay. Maybe so they could use the term shrinkage so often.
1: Listen, what do you want to listen to next? Do you want Frankfurter pie, which is essentially the same thing as that sauerkrauty Frankfurter, but mounted up on. Toasted white bread that is trying to pass as a pie crust, plus Ugh. dill pickle, oh. mustard, and green pepper. Oh,
0: or I mean, we, ju-
1: well, we just well, I'm okay. Did that. I'm
0: good with the. I feel like I'm good with the hot dogs.
1: Yeah, we've covered the hot dogs. Okay, so there's that. There's something called macarelli.
0: Oh, that. That's what yeah. I want.
1: Yeah. So it's a half cup of chicken bouillon come to a boil in a nonstick skillet. And then you add a cup of sliced celery and eight ounces of scallions cut into one and a half inch pieces. Um, And you sprinkle with broth mix it, with instant beef broth and seasoning mix.
0: OK, so it's it. just on the top. It's like a.
1: Yeah, so you... so It's like you, MSG, there,
0: basically. There's
1: chicken bouillon that's boiling, but then separately you've got the celery and scallions spink- sprinkled with, like, the flavor pack from ramen. And then... And then you... Ah! You put that ah! into the chicken bouillon, and you stir... You cook, stirring frequently, until the vegetables are tender but still crisp, which is a thing for Weight Watchers. Oh, my
0: God, it's... Then... I... You, it's like the meeting of two I know. Oh my god. It's yeah. the meeting of two bullions.
1: It is it is the meeting of two bullions. It's you know
0: It's the nexus it's, of two bullions. It's
1: when when ramen falls in love. Okay, so it's when
0: twenty four ounces When a chicken so to, ramen loves a beef ramen very much. Oh,
1: you know, they're star crossed <laughs> lovers. They make macarelli, a baby macarelli. Oh. Okay, so then to that Mix. You add 24 ounces, which seems like a lot of drained canned mackerel.
0: Ew. And I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say, please do not ever give me this recipe because mackerel is the grossest of fish.
1: Oh, I quite like it, but I don't want it in this
0: No, no, ma'am. Okay,
1: then a seven-ounce jar. You also add a seven-ounce jar of pimentos that's been drained and a third of a cup of drained canned sliced mushrooms and two tablespoons soy sauce. So you mix that all up together and cook for four minutes longer. So this is like vegetable mackerel mush.
0: Oh, God. Divide
1: evenly. They don't say onto like plates or bowls or what makes four dinner
0: servings. (sighs) And if yeah. you get then hungry there's... while you're making it, you can just take some of those mushrooms and yeah. bake them until they're crispy. Right. As a substitute for nuts. For nuts. Gross.
1: Uh, so then there's He-Man canned mackerel right after this, which is Yum! mackerel, steak sauce, capers, and imitation butter flavoring. What? cooked? It, yeah, cooked in a third of a cup of hot water and a packet of instant beef broth for five minutes. It's
0: gross. It's
1: just gross. Um, so there's listen. There's a spinach and egg mold, which is a
0: that sounds not like, bad. That sounds delicious. Yeah,
1: but it's a Jello mold <laughs> with thankfully with unflavored because gelatin, of course it is. And it's probably unflavored gelatin. I'm going out on a limb here without any research to back this up, but I'm willing to bet that the reason that all of the Weight Watchers recipes use unflavored gelatin is because they don't want the sugar from jello.
0: Oh, I'm sure that's right. That makes so absolute is, sense.
1: Which makes it a little bit better, I guess, but not much. So it's an envelope of unflavored gelatin. Three quarters of a cup plus three tablespoons of cold water, salt, dry mustard, a little bit of hot sauce, just a quarter teaspoon of hot sauce. You don't want to get too crazy here. No, come on. Then one and a third cups cottage cheese. Oh! Yeah. One cup chopped fresh spinach, four medium eggs, hard cooked and diced, lemon juice to taste. Um, so basically you're making a Jello mold all, out of all of that. Ew. And then unmolding and garnishing with radish slices and parsley sprigs. And this, this makes is where... four luncheon servings and I'm sure is expressly uh, designed to trigger your bulimia.
0: Um, without a doubt.
1: Without a doubt. Okay. So and then this there's is something the beginning
0: called... of my fucking cottage cheese trail of tears. Go on.
1: Yeah. So there's something called split pea patties with... <laughs> Might not be so horrible, but they look just they look like yellowish green c- crusty hockey pucks coated in ketchup. So God.
0: this is six But no ketchup, of, right? Ketchup's not allowed. Or is it? No,
1: it's barbecue sauce. It's oh. their barbecue sauce that oh. they give you a recipe for. Perfect. Um and their barbecue sauce is tomato juice based, so it's like a real loose sauce Ew. yeah um so it's six ounces cooked dried split peas that you put in a blender with skim milk salt like a bunch of herbs there's sage marjoram and thyme in here and a little bit of black pepper just an eighth of a teaspoon of black pepper so all of that goes in the blender for three minutes or until the mixture is smooth then you chill it and you shape that into eight equal patties which again might not be that bad but it looks so horrifying and the idea of split Mm -hmm. peas mixed with milk sounds really gross to me um, then you So you make those into patties. You bake them at 400 degrees for 15 minutes, churning once during the baking. And then you spoon one tablespoon of barbecue sauce on each patty, which also sounds oh, God. gross. That makes one luncheon serving. And my final choice for budget best bets is something <laughs> called tuna fish cavalier.
0: And I... Yes, I'm here for it. I am I here for it. I chose
1: this. I chose this because you know that I like the word cavalier and I feel like they got real cavalier with these recipes. And it sounds. I also if. chose this because it has something called imitation butter flavoring in it. What?
0: Another recipe had that too. What is that? Yeah,
1: I don't know. And this is the first time in these recipe cards you run into it and then you see it everywhere. Like once you've seen it, you can't unsee it and it's everywhere. So this is... You combine 12 ounces of canned and drained tuna with a quarter cup of prepared mustard, which is just straight yellow mustard, and one tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce. You mix that all together. Then you take one and a half cups of frozen chopped spinach that has been thawed and drained. Um, You mix that with some parsley flakes. And then you
0: also... yeah, what I don't flavor know. is that going to get? Okay, go on. Nothing. It's uh-huh. just
1: more crunchy green shit. So then you take, so these are like all different bowls so far. So so far we're bowl number three. <laughs> and you're combining milk, oh. skim milk, oh. imitation butter flavoring, garlic powder, and like an eighth of a teaspoon of mace, which is just the very outside of yeah, nutmeg. what is
0: mace? Okay. It's
1: all just right. the very outside of nutmeg. And then you add that to the spinach. So, like, why can't you just mix that right into the spinach? And you have to combine it first and then add the mixture to the spinach. Then you spoon the tuna fish into an even layer of a nonstick shallow baking dish and top it with a spinach mixture and bake at 375 degrees Fahrenheit for 10 minutes or until bubbling hot. There's nothing in here to (sighs) bubble? Ew. Really? Like, there's no cheese. There's nothing thickening the milk. So that, uh...
0: Oh, Jesus. Right. Serve
1: tuna in a ring of spinach, but you just like, I don't understand how you can serve the tuna in the ring of spinach when you dump the spinach, at, I don't know, and you garnish what? with if two teaspoons. of this teaspoons. makes sense. I know. You garnish with two teaspoons of lemon rind, and you're supposed to eat half of that for dinner. It makes two dinner servings so gross. Oh, God.
0: Oh, okay, God. Okay, so that
1: was budget best bets. So now, classic adaptations. Let's see what our letter says about classic adaptations. It says that it is recipes for every occasion to produce impressive family get-togethers. And these recipes should show your family how much you care and should satisfy
0: their cravings. Oh, very nice. All right.
1: I don't think so. So these are a bunch of like... We've taken regular dinners and made them and
0: Weight Watcher a diet. Them. Yeah. We
1: made them diet, okay. and, and most of them, most of them aren't that bad. But some of them, I, I think I picked out five of them. Five of them are like, at the very least, irritating. So for, <laughs> the first one is I had to I picked it out a hundred percent because of the name. Like it doesn't sound that bad. Okay. But it's called Caucasian Shashvili. No, it's not! Yes, it is. And, like, listener... If you've spent any time in the Middle East, you'll know that Shashlik is, like, a big skewer of meat, and it is delicious. And, like, you don't have to point out that it's white people food. Like Caucasian everybody, shishlik. Everybody oh, my that God. Can, I love that. Everybody that can get a big old piece of lamb is getting a big old piece of lamb and putting it on a skewer and eating meat over fire. Even cavemen oh ate God. meat over fire. Like, we all do it. You don't have to call it Caucasian. But, okay, so it's just, it's a lamb kebab, but I was just, I thought the name was funny.
0: That's pretty awesome. And
1: then, the, the other funny part is that also on this card is something that they insist is called Lulu Kebabs. Lulu, like a stripper, maybe? Lulu Kebabs? Oh, my God. Which is, like, it's it's ground ground lamb kebabs, and that's a fucking Lula kebab. Oh! Like, that's not... It, doesn't like they actually kind of got the recipe okay but it's a don't raise your don't voice at jean
0: it. don't call I'm her irritated. a piece of shit
1: okay so then that
0: shellacked platinum blonde hair
1: then there is a chocolate souffle
0: oh can there i make that hell- i want to make that i don't know what it is I but i want I'm i don't know
1: it. that you're gonna i don't know that you're gonna find these ingredients
0: okay bring it okay
1: so or one particular ingredient so this is first you preheat the oven to 400 degrees fahrenheit okay then you put two and a quarter cups of skim milk three slices of enriched white bread diced two tablespoons wait, of chop.
0: say this start white over white bread diced okay where does this come yeah. into souffle okay go on go on it's, it's not souffle. It's fucked up bread pudding. Is what this is.
1: <laughs> then and two tablespoons of chocolate extract and artificial. What is that? I don't know. I didn't know chocolate extract was a fucking thing. And then art. It's fake. It's chocolate flavoring. Essentially, it's okay. like what flavors Tootsie Rolls. Right. You know, like oh, how you God. can taste that it's fake Ew. chocolate instead of real chocolate. Ew. It
0: just tastes like. And- that just, that, I, I hate a Tootsie Roll. I hate Tootsie oh, I am too, angry so about a Tootsie Roll. And it doesn't taste like Same. chocolate to me. It just tastes no. like a plastic duty, is what it is.
1: It tastes like chocolate flavored Silly Putty. It's disgusting. Ooh. Okay. So then, and then artificial sweetener to equal three tablespoons of sugar. So you cook, you put that all in a pan. And then you cook it over low heat, stirring frequently with a wooden spoon. Then you add three egg yolks and stir until thick. So you've made a white bread fake chocolate custard. Uh You remove it from the heat and set aside with a rotary beater. You're beating egg whites and the three egg whites and the remainder of the sweetener. So another three tablespoons of artificial sweetener until stiff peaks form or the equivalent of artificial sweetener does to taste like three tablespoons of sugar,
0: essentially.
1: Um, which is really sugary. So that sounds fold, awful. So you're whipping until sweet stiff peaks form, and then you're folding the whites into the white bread custard thing. Okay. So it
0: sounds souffle-like.
1: But why is the bread there? Then you're pouring <laughs> that into small a small souffle dish or casserole and baking for four hundred at four hundred degrees for twenty five minutes divide evenly and serve hot with pineapple sauce. desire. What makes three luncheon servings. Weight Watchers members supplement as required. I don't know what that means. So the pineapple sauce is six canned pineapple slices with six tablespoons juice, no sugar added mm-hmm. and artificial sweeteners to equal six ta- to equal two tablespoons sugar in a blender <laughs> process until
0: pureed. Oh my God so gross oh my god
1: I have to say it looks beautiful but then you know that it's it's gonna taste like a fucking bready tootsie roll and I'm out
0: wait is there anything brown in it it just yeah the chocolate
1: extract
0: but the chocolate is the chocolate extract brown or does it just is it like vanilla extract I guess
1: vanilla extract is brown
0: I guess it is but when you make something with vanilla extract it still looks white
1: I mean look it this turns brown I guess like think of it as like chocolate syrup okay so then there's this card where like it just it looks like such disgusting it looks exactly like what you think diet food is called fish fillets pensacola which
0: fish fillets why there's nothing sexy about pensacola florida
1: i know no the only thing is that it's cooked with diced orange so like that's the it's like it's fish it's fillet of sole salted with a tiny bit of cayenne pepper and onion powder on it and then it's rolled around like they're they're just rolled and they're not rolled around anything they're just rolled oh dear and then sprinkled with diced orange and a little bit of lemon and lime and then you bake that and it just looks Stupid, like it looks stupid. But the other recipe on this card is something called pate, gl- pate glaze.
0: Excuse me,
1: yeah, and it's unflavored gelatin mixed into a half cup of bouillon in a small saucepan. Stir it over low heat until gel- gelatin dissolves. Remove from the heat, stir in a quarter cup of buttermilk, half of a teaspoon of mustard, like prepared mustard some onion salt a little bit of regular salt and a pinch of pepper and then you also you cool that and then you add some artificial sweetener to equal a quarter teaspoon of sugar and you use that you chill it until it's syrupy and you're going to use this with liver pate that's going to go on top of liver pate which is card number 14. Um, so hang on, I
0: gotta
1: find the Oh my god. Fixed. I and the liver. Oh my pate, god. Yeah. The liver pate is essentially a liver flavored jello. <gasps> it's
0: well Jean it's fucking so loved that because on her original diet, on her OG diet, Yeah.
1: Well, she ate liver.
0: a lot of liver. So there's oh. a lot of liver in here.
1: So the liver pate en masque, which is because it's covered in this pate glaze, is two envelopes of unflavored gelatin sprinkled over one cup of hot bouillon in a blender container. And to that blender container, you add a pound of cooked liver cut up, two cups of drained canned French-style green beans, a quarter cup of buttermilk, Two tablespoons parsley flakes, two tablespoons wine vinegar, two tablespoons of yellow mustard, two tablespoons brandy extract optional, two teaspoons onion powder, half teaspoon salt, eighth of teaspoon pepper, an eighth of a teaspoon of thyme leaves, an eighth of teaspoon nutmeg. So you blend that all up until the mixture is smooth, and pour it into a one. I'm sorry,
0: I'm so disgusted right now. I feel like I'm. I
1: like pate, but my pate. This is not pate. Need no sir. I have
0: met pate. You are no liver pate. pate.
1: So you chill it until it's firm. You unmold it and place on a flat powder and coat with that glaze we just talked about. (sighs) And you. Every time you coat it with the glaze, and then you scoop the extra glaze after you've chilled oh, it. God! Off the end, and you warm it up so that it's flowy again. Oh! You spoon it. Oh God! And you spoon it over again until there's like a big, like thick glaze on it. And then you garnish it with chicory and radish slices, and that makes four luncheon servings. Oh. And it looks. It looks like a nightmare. So then there is a recipe for gefilte fish. There's
0: so many tastes involved in that one recipe. None of them yeah. sound appetizing, though. No. All right. Okay. None of them sound appetizing. All right.
1: So this is what is essentially a fairly decent recipe for. Uh, gefilte fish, except that it uses dehydrated onion flakes, artificial sweetener, and un, oh, and un- oh! And un- oh! And unflavored gelatin, and un- and none of those things belong in gefilte fish, and I just want that on the record. So fuck off, Gene niditch,
0: Oh my god, I can't even imagine gefilte fish with saccharin, like with yeah, artificial it's- sweetener.
1: It's gross. It's gross. So that was. What was that? Classic adaptation. Wow.
0: I can't believe that she went against her own thing and actually had the chutzpah to put. I know. Wow. To put a gefilte fish recipe in there.
1: Listen, later on, there's like a bunch of fish balls and shit. And like, you're like, this is still just gefilte fish. Okay. Mm. So now we come to convenience fish. Mm. Okay. Most of these aren't actually so terrible. Mm, no, that's a lie. I forgot. There's a lot of shit in the I air. do
0: love a convenient fish.
1: I know. Okay, so first is broccoli with salmon sauce. Oh, that's... And I'm adding Wait, this.
0: Wait, what? With salmon know, right? sauce?
1: Right, because that's back that was right, a... it should be salmon with broccoli sauce. That was a record
0: scratch to... right there. I know, er?
1: I know. That's why I wanted to note it. Oh, hey, God.
0: <laughs> Bless you.
1: It's untight. I'm in my closet. um Okay. So broccoli with salmon sauce, the salmon sauce is buttermilk, onion flakes, broth milk, broth mix, um, cooked in a saucepan over low heat for five minutes, mixed, and then you mix in a half a teaspoon of imitation butter flavoring, a half a teaspoon grated lemon peel, and 12 ounces of drained canned salmon. So it's creamy, fake butter salmon sauce. And then you pour that Fuck. over. Fuck, one that and a
0: half. is nasty.
1: Yeah. Then you pour that over one and a half cups of thawed frozen broccoli. That's you've just you've cooked frozen broccoli according to pa- right, package right, directions, right, and right. then you pour you pour that creamy salmon over it. Oof. That's gross.
0: Oh God.
1: Then there's something called oh, cauliflower chowder, which doesn't sound so horrible, but it looks terrible.
0: Oh, cauliflower chowder. That seems something. That seems like a it recipe just, of it, today.
1: It does, except that it's like the broth of the chowder. Like I can get behind cauliflower. Ch- I love cauliflower and it's a great sub for potatoes if you're watching calories and watching carbs. I get it. Uh-huh. So but this is you cook the you cook cauliflower water and instant chicken broth mix over medium heat until the cauliflower is tender but still crisp, then you drain it, reserving the liquid, you mash the cauliflower coarsely with a fork and return it to the saucepan, then you add the the liquid back into the saucepan, one and a third cups non-fat dry milk, and then two cups of clam juice. Oh, God. <laughs> yep six, that sounds 16, about right with 16 ounces drained canned minced clams just the idea of canned clams grosses me out <laughs> with some salt and pepper and then you and then you just cook it until heated through so like it's just, it just sounds i'm horrible. sad that this
0: isn't called wham bam thank you clam you know I'm with you. I wish that it would, were.
1: That would have been better. Um, and then there, you put like a little dash of turmeric over the top. Oh! Make it like a little. Wow! Little yellow.
0: That's exotic.
1: Okay, are you ready for fluffy mackerel pudding?
0: I mean, ew! First of all, none of those <laughs> none of those words belong together.
1: I'm gonna take a picture of it. It looks so gross. Fluffy mackerel on. pudding
0: sounds. That is a nightmare.
1: It's awful. Hold on.
0: That is a horror show.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a nightmare. That's okay, a horror so, show. Okay, so it's two stalks of celery and one medium green pepper put through a food grinder or chopped finely in a blender. Wait,
0: are those eggs on top of it?
1: Mm-hmm. Hard-boiled eggs. Just wait. Just wait. It's so bad. It's so much worse than you think. And then, so you, so now you've got celery and green pepper puree, essentially, <sighs> right? And you combine that with eight ounces of drained canned mackerel that you've flaked. Dehydrated onion flakes that you are not rehydrating.
0: They are really going to town with the dehydrated onion flakes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Two teaspoons of prepared mustard. Salt. A little bit of cayenne pepper. There's actually a full half teaspoon of cayenne pepper in here. So that's something. An eighth of a teaspoon of mace. And a dash of ground cardamom. I didn't know people even had cardamom back then. And then you're blending in. You're mixing that well. And then you're blending in um, two raw medium
0: eggs. Do you cook it? you're d- Yes, then you're
1: dividing them evenly into four eight-ounce heat-proof cups and baking at 350 degrees for 35 to 40 minutes.
0: What child is ever going to eat this?
1: No one. Garnish each with half of a sliced egg. Makes four luncheon servings.
0: Ugh. Can you imagine the bad breath? I don't want to play. I do not want to play cards. There is no game of bridge with a table big enough. To accommodate no. me and my other three mackerel souffle eating friends. That shit yeah. is nasty.
1: So then there's something called mock herring salad. Why?
0: Why oh, mock that's what, herring? That's, that's exactly. Just fucking what my make point regular herring. At this point, this. you've gone all in with the mackerel. Why well, why also, just dip like, a toe in the fucking Oh.
1: And also, this is a thing called. This is a chapter called Convenience Fish, and I feel like when you see the list of ingredients on here, like fucking pickled herring, which is essentially what this is trying to pretend to be. It's just. It's not that fucking expensive. Herring is not an expensive. Well, I wonder fish. if herring... there's a reason. It's no. There's a reason. It's the peasants. No, no, no. Fish. But Look do again. you think
0: it's caloric? Maybe it's like there's because it's oily.
1: Oh, maybe. That maybe reason. that's it. Maybe that's it. But it just feels ridiculous to make a mock, like, whatever. So it's tuna, six ounces drained canned tuna fish, six ounces of cooked cod. The day before you're serving, you take the tuna, the cod, you mix it with a medium apple that's been cored and diced, four ounces of cooked beets that have been diced, mm-hmm. one cup of cooked celeriac diced, um... Half of a medium dill pickle diced. One tablespoon dehydrated onion flakes. Again, some salt and pepper. You mix that into a bowl and you leave that aside. Um, oh, no. Then you, then you add vinegar. Let me see. One tablespoon of vinegar, two teaspoons of mayonnaise, and one teaspoon of dry mustard. And inexplicably half of a teaspoon of almond extract. Just sounds horrible. Then you mix that all together and refrigerate it overnight. And the next day, when the flavors have had time to like, you know, combine <laughs> the horrifying flavors, oh my you God. divide it evenly onto lettuce leaves and it makes two dinner servings. <sighs> Alright. There's a mousse of salmon, which we've seen before because it's a salmon jello mold.
0: A mousse of wanted- salmon.
1: Yes, it's just a salmon and pimento, Jello mold with some diced celery in it. It's made out of canned salmon and mayonnaise and Jello and skim milk. Oh my milk. God! And some Worcestershire sauce, some vinegar. But I wanted to point it out because that you know Jello molds for everyone, even those people on diets. And also <laughs> they gave it. Thank
0: God they gave you know they
1: gave the picture like the fins and the eyeball. the, ew. the tail are, like, little pimento slices. And they gave... They gave him, like, a little, like, lemon rind eyelash thing that's really (laughs) pretty adorable. Okay. So then there's something called Oriental Tuna Salad. Oh. Which, like, okay, number one, the racism.
0: This is going to be delightful.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing. It is mostly... Well, I mean... It's mostly a can of drained canned bean sprouts, which is just not a thing that should exist. So it's those canned <laughs> bean sprouts mixed with four ounces of canned tuna flaked and a stalk of celery sliced and blanched, so it's soggy celery, plus a quarter medium red pepper, only a quarter of the red pepper, diced. A tablespoon of dehydrated, not rehydrated, onion flakes. That's all mixed up. And then the dressing is lemon juice, soy sauce, and a little bit of curry powder, like a quarter of a teaspoon of curry powder. You pour that over the tuna and the soggy canned bean sprouts. Mm. And that feeds one person.
0: One sad, sad racist person.
1: Okay. And then finally, there's something called... Snappy mackerel casserole. Yes
0: there is Wow
1: <laughs> Which is I assume as bad as the word zippy for you <laughs> Snappy Like I don't want my food No to as snappy I also unless they're, don't. <laughs> unless they're legit Snap peas you know what I mean That's the only
0: <laughs> It so. tastes a little snappy Just try it Do you think it's still good I made it last Wednesday <laughs> Yeah
1: so one of the recipes so this is a recipe that calls for another recipe. It calls Oh, it's for, a recipe
0: within a recipe.
1: Yeah, it calls for tomato sauce n- number two, which is on card 24 of sauces, preserves, and dressings. Look, I'm not gonna look it up, it's some gross tomato juice based. Sauce. Right. Um so it calls for a cup of tomato sauce two, two ounces of drained canned mackerel. An ounce of cheddar cheese diced. One ounce? Listen, cheddar cheese and mackerel and tomato sauce. Well, you know,
0: listen, We, I think we've spice. all talked about my my dairy and uh, especially cheese and fish issues. I know. But one ounce hardly counts. I mean, an ounce of cheese is nothing. No,
1: this is for one person. Oh, okay. Though. So an ounce of cheese is like a serving of cheese. It's
0: the bachelor's meal, I see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So an ounce of cheddar cheese, diced, and one slice of enriched white bread, toasted and cut into quarters. So you take the tomato sauce, the mackerel, and the cheese, and you mix them together in an individual baking dish. And you bake it for five minutes or until the cheese melts. And then you serve it with
0: toast quarters.
1: <laughs> so gross. So you know what this is? It's that ricky Tiki tavy stuff. But we're That's now- exactly what I was
0: thinking. It's the rum-tum-tigger. That's exactly um, what, what I was thinking.
1: What was that shit called? Rum
0: tiki to ricky tiki. tiki, tiki, R- tiki. Ditty diddy. That gives That's you the, the ringtum ditties diddies afterwards. That's right. That's right.
1: So gross. So gross. <laughs> um, so tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow we will discuss. Next,
1: tomorrow for us. Not necessarily for you. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: we're going to.
0: We On the next episode.
1: Fish. We've wrapped up convenience fish. We're going to do a little bit of, of uh, favorite desserts, which, spoiler alert, has a lot of air quotes. We're going to do fish spectaculars, snacks, beverages, and light meals, and soups and stews, and worldwide favorites. Oh, God. So we have, like, a lot left to dig into, but the history of Weight Watchers and all of our personal Weight Watchers baggage took a lot of time today.
0: Can you blame us?
1: You really can't listen. Weight Watchers deserves a two-parter. Like you can't give Oprah just a normal fucking episode. No,
0: you can't. She deserves. She's a twofer, absolutely. She's a twofer if least. any, if any human being on this planet deserve two episodes, Miss Oprah it's Winfrey, Oprah. Dame miss Oprah. Oprah. All right. Uh, okay. Until the next. You... I love uh, you, and I mean it.
1: I love you too, and we missed you
0: guys. We did miss you.
1: Maybe you guys. Not quite sure. You?
0: <laughs> Listen, snuggle down. One of you left. Snuggle down. Pretend that you're just like in between two layers of very fluffy mackerel pudding. And we'll be back for you in just a jiffy.
1: See you guys soon.
0: Love you mean it. Bye. Bye.